0: You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at bonecur.net That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R dot net. And use the code boncoeurcitycast20.
1: Now for the next installment of our Summer Entertainment Guide, where we help you make the most of this short, sweet season that is upon us. Today on CityCast Portland, we're talking about Pride Month. So much sweat and tears have gone into turning one brutal night in 1969 into a pretty much internationally celebrated month-long party. Deborah Porta, the executive director of Pride Northwest, is here with us to share which events she's most looking forward to and why this year's Pride is breaking the mold of our city's previous celebrations. It's Tuesday, June 20th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is What Portland's Talking About. You know, it's been nearly half a century since Portland's first Pride celebrations. Could you tell us why this year feels especially important to
0: you? Um, This year, you know, we were coming out, and I hesitate to say coming out of the pandemic because it's still happening. But this year feels like the real sort of coming back year, the energy is very different. There's a lot of momentum happening, and there was so much hesitancy last year. We were all just, what are we doing? What's happening? And this year feels much more robust. Uh, This year is also special for not the world's best of reasons, and that's because our community is under uh, elevated attack. So we're all reminded of why pride is important to begin with. This visibility is really important to ensuring that our folks are not ignored and left out and marginalized.
1: Yeah. You know, um, I did a little digging. A lot of people don't know this since we're so progressive or, you know, progressive seeming, but Portland was kind of like very inhospitable to to oh, yeah. you know the LGBTQ plus community like even up to the 70s like there were uh-huh. like raids in in you know in supposed gay bars or any anywhere suspected where gay people and you know uh, or, or queer people were were assembling. Um even the first like Pride March turned into a pride march from like a gay rights march that people just kept doing. (laughs) And then it became part of like pride festivities, but everything was always rooted in activism, you know? And I feel like uh, we've been afforded this wonderful luxury of it feeling more like a party, which is wonderful. It's a place you could bring kids to, you know, and you can feel really excited for your community. But like it, it came from so much struggle
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's where we have a lot of these conversations now to recognize that we have become too comfortable.
1: Yeah. Well, now that we've kind of given roots to the experience of like what pride is, uh, let's actually just talk about the party aspect. Like
0: what are some of the events you're most looking forward to? Sure. Um, And I want to preface by saying when we start talking about pride as the party. Pride is our celebration of ourselves. And that's Mm -hmm. how we approach it. For example, we've been working with a group of young drag performers and a producer. He started started drag when he was 15. He's only 21 now. Mm-hmm. And so we've been supporting them and mentoring and helping them in this production. We're not doing it for them. They're doing it. And that's the takeoff flight two, the jet lag is just going to be off the charts with these guys there's so there's so much joy in this group of young folks who have come together as performers that's on july 7th it's going to be a portland center stage which is going to be the largest stage they've ever performed on yeah um yeah so that's a big one that's super exciting
1: it's called the takeoff flight the jet lag and it's a queer youth drag show
0: yes yes the other thing super excited about one of them is the 2023 portland gay prides pageant Mm -hmm. this is special to us because this is our first year as official owners and organizers of the pageant so this is a shift for us the the um, owner longtime owners maria peters lake and the lovely suzanne who uh, recently passed away have owned it and run it for a really long time and built an amazing reputation with it and they asked us to take it on
1: can you explain what that is to people who are just like I don't know what that means sure You've said a lot of <laughs> words together I,
0: for- I forget that sometimes <laughs> so so there is there's a culture in queer community not just queer community but obviously very centered here of pageants it comes out of the ballroom movement in lots of ways Mm -hmm. where you're talking about drag performers and performers uh, and they perform and there's there's a panel of judges and they're they're graded. You know, when you say perform, are you saying like voguing, dancing? Well, drag performing, it's everyone's going to be a little bit different, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, this is our first year doing this. So so it would be like, could I say I just so people who are just like, "Ah, I want to wrap my
1: head around. Would it be closer to say, like, if you watch drag race like this is like that? yes so like they you know so if you watch uh, Rupaul's drag race you know that there's like different like they have to lip sync they have to yep. you know wear uh you know whatever costume they created all these things it's it's pretty much like that it's gonna happen in Portland um and
0: when is that happening it, which is so cool so so that well Portland has several of these there's a deep history in Portland and in Oregon of drag pageants mm-hmm. and so this one is on Sunday July 9th Uh, Again, Portland Center Stage is gonna be in their big theater. We have more applicants this year than the pageant has had in a really long time. So we're excited about the interest in this. And really for us, this pageant vehicle, if you will, is a means for us to build community across intersecting identities. Yeah. So what's happening in June? We, we're also partnering with and supporting. We have, uh, you know, the Portland Gay Men's Chorus is having their Disney Pride concert on uh, June 24th. And that's always a big hit. It's a huge concert for them. And that'll be at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall. We have uh, the Pride Bar Crawl that's on mm. the 17th. Um, we're the charitable recipient of that effort. We move into July because. Portland Pride's Waterfront Festival and Parade moved to July as of this year.
1: All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll hear why Pride Northwest is now celebrating in July. So it's National Pride Month in June, but we're celebrating in July in Portland is what I'm hearing. Yep. One of the big ticket items is like the Portland Pride Parade, Um, and it was moved to July 16th this year. So what led to
0: this decision? Sure. So June will always be Pride Month. Mm -hmm. And for our purposes, we're going to celebrate for two months. Uh, And that's a big story all by itself. So this is something that Pride Northwest has wanted to do for a long time. Um, Portland is a really busy event city. And so we we were stuck, really. And when we fell in June, we also fell almost always, but not always, at the same time as Juneteenth, the Delta Park Powwow, um, Father's Day. Father's Day is important to a lot of people. And it really all would depend on when Memorial Day fell. So our dates would fluctuate. But most of the time, we would fall at the same weekend that all of those events were happening. No matter how much Back end work we've done over the years to build relationships with, um, you know, our two spirit community our black community and across our, our intersecting identities. We're all busy. The busiest we're going to be all at the same time. We literally don't have time to talk to each other. We don't have time to support wow. each other's events. We have community members for better, for worse, intentional or not being made to feel like they have to choose which part of their identities to celebrate. And it just didn't allow for the kind of community building that could actually happen across our identities. So that's the big one. The other part is, you know, the city of Portland considers Waterfront Park to be an accessible park. And it is until events start happening on it. So by the time pride comes, those grounds are literally just torn up. You know, after the Rose Festival, you're talking multi-ton equipment, trucks, everything. The grounds are rough. You Put a little rain in there and it's a mud pit, which is what it was last year. So it literally becomes inaccessible for a large number of our community members. And being a city park. You can't do anything on the grounds. You can't add things, you can't we can't even lay down straw. For example, we can't fill in temporary put temporary fillers in potholes. Any of the things that we could do to make the ground better, we can't do. We couldn't even lay down pathways because those are not safe in the mud. You know, this is our first year moving to July and so there's just a lot of moving parts. But over time, I I really think what we're going to build is basically a full summer of pride.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I
0: heard something about the Ankeny Alley Festival. Could you tell me about that a little bit? Sure. So Ankeny Alley, one of the things that's happened coming, this is what I meant earlier about the energy behind pride this year. In 2022, Mm -hmm. we expanded our footprint on the waterfront. We added a whole other section of the waterfront for the first time in 20 years. This year, we have it again. And we are completely sold out in terms of exhibitor spaces. We've outgrown the waterfront very quickly. And... One of the things that we're looking at and have been looking at is how do we expand pride across downtown? There are other cities who have amazing models of doing that. And I think that that could be very successful here in Portland. You know, there's a lot of effort happening to, to bring people back downtown, to revitalize the areas, all of these things. And one of those efforts is a series of, you know, think street fair style block party being organized by small businesses, larger businesses, the city, other folks, to, to basically bring people downtown and have reasons to be in downtown. And that is the, the folks, Ankeny Alley, is where a lot of that is happening in downtown. And so we ended up in a conversation about collaborating, about partnering to kind of pilot what it would look like to spread the pride experience away from the waterfront as well.
1: I think that's a really great idea because our downtown really does need uh, more people walking around. Uh, That's what creates a safe environment. It's been proven. And I feel like because uh, of office workers not needing to go back and all of the things compounding, our downtown feels a little bit more desolate. Oh yeah. So this is going to be great for two
0: months. There's going to be some activities down there. Hopefully. I'm excited to work with, uh, because we have a lot of queer owned businesses that are downtown Uh, And so I'm really excited to Mm -hmm. just work with our downtown core folks around creating more vibrant, safer spaces for for all of us, because Mm -hmm. that's we this is something around pride. It is our power in our numbers that keeps us safe. And the more that we're able to to bring people together to create these kinds of environments, um, you're right, the safer we will be. Uh, in general,
1: there's always that like adage, or I mean, it's nuanced, but it's just like, oh, do you want to make a neighborhood, you know, feel safer yeah. and better for who? Mm-hmm. Of course, is always the question, but it's just like, oh, just throw a couple of gay guys in there. <laughs> We're going to have a really wonderful bakery in less than two That's months. Right. We're going to have, it's just like, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: just let the gays have it. Let all the queers take over. We're going to have a beautiful art scene right. in less than five years. Exactly. Just, I'll tell you that, you know. Um, but uh, I want to talk about the Pride Parade uh, because every Pride Parade always has a Grand Marshal. Uh, What are the plans around that for this year?
0: Well, our Grand Marshal, Pride Northwest, tends to look at our Grand Marshal as an opportunity to lift up someone or something that's important to us in this community. We very rarely bring, quote-unquote, celebrities from outside. And this year, our drag community is our Grand Marshal. It's going to be a whole collection of, of a diverse group of our, our drag performers um, you know, front and center, basically. The drag community in many, many cities, including Portland, tends to be the center of community activism, particularly when, when we when we come under attack. whether that's the AIDS epidemic, the uh, pride itself, Stonewall, it's just it's the drag community and the trans community tend to be at the center of, of response. The other part of that is drag is being utilized as a focal point for anti-LGBTQ pushback, whether it's legislation, physical attack, violence, harm, all of these things. The drag community, is being utilized as the focus for those efforts. Um, We just want to, for lack of a better way to put it, reinforce our support for our drag community here in Portland and here in Oregon. We recognize their importance in the community. We recognize their work in the community. And we recognize the visibility that they put themselves at risk to elevate.
1: Right. Any other tips for uh, parade attendees
0: or just first-time parade attendees? Well, I mean, the parade is huge. It's just, there's, It is. it is, it, it, hands down, I was told this by the city of Portland the other day, the Portland Pride Parade is hands down the largest parade in the entire city, whether that's people in the parade or watchers along the street. So there's a lot of people. It's a lot of fun. There's no, you can't even put words to the energy of that parade when it comes down the street. And uh, I would just say, enjoy it. Enjoy being in community. Enjoy the joy, for lack of a better way to put it, that will completely permeate that day because it does every single time. And there's nothing that matches it. So just go and have a good time.
1: Well, thank you so much, Deborah, for taking the time to uh, go through some of the events that you're most excited about for our pretty much two months of nonstop pride. Thank
0: you. Thanks for having me.
1: Before we get into the news, I wanted to mention a correction we have from a recent episode where we were talking about a proposed passenger ferry service on the Willamette River. Our guest unintentionally misspoke concerning the cost of bringing new electric buses to Portland. They actually tend to go for about a million dollars, which is a lot less than the five million that the brand new passenger ferry would cost. Thanks to our listener, Mike, who caught the flub. We appreciate your careful listening. And now for your microdose of news. Last week, Portland's first Black fire chief, Sarah Boone, announced plans to retire in July. Nearly three decades ago, Boone was the city's first Black woman firefighter, if you can believe it. And during her time as fire chief, she oversaw a tumultuous four years at the Bureau as the city wrestled with a pandemic, racial justice protests, and the worsening houseless crisis. Her biggest accomplishment might be launching the city's community health division in 2021, which includes Portland's street response even though ironically it appears the Fire Bureau is having issues supporting that division. And the Clackamas County's clerk's office is finally able to officiate weddings. It's the first time the county will do so since same-sex marriage was legalized in Oregon back in 2014, which is when the previous county clerk, Sherry Hall, for some reason, I mean who knows why, decided to stop officiating weddings altogether. The change was a big part of Catherine McMullen's campaign, who replaced Hall when she was elected the new Clackamas County clerk back in November. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate, or leave us just an amazing review. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slims.